Welcome to the first ever Saffron Rose podcast. This is Natalia. You know, many people ask me, you know, as a therapist, who listens to me when I need to talk things through? Well, my poor best friend does. So here I am with her, Sibylla, and we thought we would record a typical conversation of ours. And this is one of our most recent, She's Making Me Talk. <laughs> As if I ever needed to make you talk. And Paul, who mentioned something about Paul? We've been having the most wonderful and deep spiritual conversations for the past 20 years. I wish we'd had the foresight to record some of them, don't you? Actually, Sibylla, we met 30 years ago. Either your maths is as bad as ever or you are in denial about our age. Well, as you already know, it's both. (laughs) I met you when I had just arrived here from France and I didn't know a word of English. You were my first friend and I'm still my best friend. It was love at first sight. Our friendship started on a wholesome linguistic, but one could also argue philosophical note. I remember coming up to you and asking, what does fuck mean? Surely not. Surely I didn't know the answer to that. You did, beautifully. (laughs) Years later, it was you that also introduced me to Nature Care College and Steiner Education. You bought me the most revolutionary books like Aphrodite's Daughters. By the way, that copy is so battered because I've lent it to so many clients over the years. And, you know, Women Who Run With The Wolves and The Artist's Way back in the 90s. And recently, when I've opened those books up with your loving notes in them, I've realized that all the way back then, you could already see deep into my soul. Well, as you most of all will know, um, for me, spirituality has always been more of a real and physical presence Um, from a really early age. I could hear, see, touch spirit uh, in ways that I had begun to realize other people couldn't. Um, By the time you met me, I was already exploring and experimenting and really trying to make sense and balance it all. Um, I think we've certainly been each other's guides and confidence and, and helped urging each other along the way. Um, It was quite a challenging time for me and I was so fortunate to have you there by my side. You were definitely my soulmate of the non-romantic, passionate kind. I loved your quirkiness. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad someone did. (laughs) Do you remember... um, I'm not sure how long ago it was now, but we were having one of our conversations. It was late at night and we were in a cafe and we were we must have been really deep into the conversation at this point because the building next door to us caught fire. It was it wasn't just like a, a little fire, it was like a you know, twenty story high rise building and it was like spectacularly on fire. Apparently there were like flames and smoke and and the whole building and the street had been evacuated and then our cafe was evacuated and we hadn't actually 
unbelievably, we actually hadn't noticed any of this. <laughs> we were still just having our conversation and until a, um, a lovely, burly fireman came and tapped me on the shoulder with this really incredulous look on his face and mm. said, uh, ladies, hadn't you noticed that the whole street has been evacuated and the building's on fire? And we were like... Um, no. <laughs> no, we were so engrossed. Um, so I guess I'm not really recommending to people that they risk catching on fire, but I do think it's a really wonderful thing to have a friend in your life that you can have such conversations that you don't actually notice that the building next to you is on fire. I know. <laughs> You know, our conversations have always really been about spirituality, but lately we've been talking a lot more about art. I've come to you wondering this time that when you get to a place in your life when you know who you are as a soul and you know your relationship with the divine and you operate with that joy, then you become an artist of some kind. You know, you begin to draw on your inner talents and the skills that you've gathered during the course of your life. I mean... Ultimately, nothing's a coincidence, right? So this art can take any form for anyone, like a wonderful scientific invention that the world needs or a piece of music that touches your soul or a building. What do you think? I think, I think exactly. And I think it's always been this way. I find myself surrendering into a writing project right now and this is actually exactly what I'm writing about at the moment. Um, when you place your feet upon the path of mastery, one of the lessons is to create a piece of art that will reflect your spiritual knowledge. It's as if you gather together everything that you've learned and you express it through the art. You gift it back to others. Wow, I love how you've captured that so beautifully. Can you tell me then about your creative process? Uh, yep. It's either very simple or very hard, whichever way you look at it. I, I get out of the way. Right. What do you mean? <laughs> um, one way for me to describe it is to share my favourite quote from um, the wonderful writer Carlos Castaneda in his book, The Power of Silence. Um, can I read it for you? Please. Okay. Don Juan himself set me the task of writing about the premises of sorcery. Once, very casually in the early stages of my apprenticeship, he suggested that I write a book in order to make use of the notes that I'd always taken. I had accumulated reams of notes and never considered what to do with them. I argued that the suggestion was absurd because I was not a writer. Of course you're not a writer, he said, so you have to use sorcery. First you must visualise your experiences as if you were reliving them, and then you must see the text in your dreaming. For you, writing should not be a literary exercise, but rather an exercise in sorcery. I love that. That is so you. It's wonderful, isn't it? My spiritual life, I guess, has always been much more of a, a private one. But for you, you've always been more in the public eye. You have your practice, Saffron Rose, which you've had now for the past 
20 years and I've always observed that you've had the most beautiful ability to hold a space for others, a healing space for them. Um, can you describe to me what you do? Because I know for you, your work is always changing and evolving. How would you describe it? Well, I never really meant to do this job. Like you say, I've really evolved into it. The closest thing would be called a psychotherapist, but it's so much more than just working with the mind. You know, I have a great understanding of health through Ayurveda and that influences the mind. Plus I have years of experience with psychology and yoga and loads of meditation and each of those in turn impact the mind and the system. Of course. I mean, ultimately it's it's all one, isn't it? Mind, body and spirit. Yeah. So what then is your creative process? Well, I think to be an effective therapist, you know, you need magic. This is my word for what happens between a client and I when we come together. I find that most people these days, they know their story. They just need to be shown how to rewrite it. And to facilitate that as a therapist, you need to be m much larger than just two-dimensional. You know, you need to understand how different psyches think. You need to grasp the link between the mind and the body and change the somatics of the old patterns in the body, help the energy systems to flow differently and safely. You need to seduce their soul, show them how to use their imagination, engage their creativity, navigate their inner critic because that one can cause so much harm. I've seen people develop intense physical and emotional pain as part of the healing. So mm -hmm. there's so much at stake. You know, their body also needs to be supported in holding high frequencies as they evolve. Mm -hmm. So I know all this, but really, ultimately, when I sit in the presence of someone, I've put everything aside that I've learned. And I feel them and I listen and then I follow what I hear. <sighs> so... Describe for me then your journey. What what's led you here and what stands out for you? Well, what stands out the most is that, you know, I myself am very complex. You know, culturally I'm complex because I've grown up within various different ethnic contexts and languages. Psychologically, too, I'm complex because I'm the culmination of various schools of thought and worldviews that I've studied. Um, I'm also highly sensitive, so I can feel things and sense things and see things, and I know things deeply. But the flip side of all this is that I've had to work really hard on my own homeostasis. So I started meditating intensely to do that. Um, well, yes, of course. I mean, it's so perfect that way, isn't it? You've always taught what you practice. Yeah. I mean, also I've spent years at a time with many different spiritual traditions to the point, you know, where my husband teases me about my different moods, so he calls rude. them. So rude. <laughs> but each of them has taught me so much. You know, I can sit with a Christian and a Hindu and a Buddhist and a Muslim mm -hmm. and I get their inner process and I'm touched by their heart but I love that that's how I know what works for which psyche when I'm guiding clients um so is that now how you've come to focus on creativity 
and I guess for you, what's the link between spirituality and creativity? How does how does that come out in your work? Oh, well, it's taken me 25 years to get to this place where I have this massive flow of creativity that I now need to channel. I guess every soul arrives at a place where it partners up with the divine and just longs to express itself purely from that place of joy. But I'm on a massive learning curve here. I'm challenged to let myself play Mm. and to lighten up and to just trust what comes through. I know already that the journey need not be heavy. It can be enchanting. And spirituality on its own can be quite dry. I mean, the whole point of it is to arrive at creativity. That's the juicy bit. I I so get this. Um, And it's so exciting for me to talk about this right now. My project, the one that I'm working on, as I said, is about spiritual mastery and the path to achieve it. Let's say that you've committed yourself to this path and what happens next is that you're given a task, a a perfect task of creativity and this task will be absolutely irresistible because everything about it is everything that you've always longed for and everything that you've always, always done and been up until this point will have prepared you for it in ways that are ridiculously perfect. Mm. <laughs> it, it's, this task is so irresistible that you would surrender anything for it and that is actually the key. It's similar to what you're working on right now, isn't it? You're facilitating these creative journeys for people to go on? Yeah, you've got it, Sibylla. After running yoga and meditation retreats, I'm now concentrating on these journeys. Their intention is soulful. You know, I want to help people explore their creativity and how it works and what they would like to express and what are the kinks that get in the way of that. Whether you're trying to write a book or compose a song or open a shop or build a business, whatever your thing is, travel sketching is a really simple and beautiful way to entice your creative flow. I want to encourage people to dream and explore and make, and make discoveries and soften and open to inspiration and beauty and laughter. I'm also passionate about that bohemian spirit that comes from exploring other cultures and foreign destinations. My first creative journey, the quintessential France one, in April next year, has only two places left. Uh, make that one. I think think one is definitely for me. (laughs) And I am starting to take expressions of interest for the one after that, which will be in a stunning chalet in the French Alps over the new year 2020, so in late 2019. I'm very excited about these, as I am about your book. So am I. It's been so lovely, as always, talking to you, my beautiful friend. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. Feel free to stay in touch with us and visit saffronrose.com. Drop us a line if you want to. Until next time. Ciao.